Welcome back, Intimates. I'm excited to find you experts to talk about love, connection, non-monogamy, polyamory, relationship anarchy, group sex, kink, commitment, and lots of other intimacy and relationship topics. Let's live our best lives together by unlearning stigma and getting clear on what we really want. Don't know what to ask for? I have loads of ideas for you. Of course, none of this would be possible without the support of my amazing Patreon supporters or my current hosts, the Musqueam First Nation on whose unceded lands this podcast was made and this human was born. If you want to support more intimate interactions, you can say thank you by supporting us on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. Patreon supporters also get every episode of the podcast ad-free with short intros and outros. I know funds are not an option for some of you lovely humans, but don't fret, there are other ways you can help out. You can help make more intimate interactions by just telling someone you listen to this podcast. Or if you're feeling especially generous, you can share a link to an episode you like and discuss it with a friend or partner, or even leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting site. Help other humans interested in more intimacy and better relationships find us. If you have your own podcast, shout us out. Need a podcast guest? Email offers to podcast at victorsalmon.com. I love talking about relationships and intimacy, and I love cross-promotion and working with other podcasters. Okay, let's hear about today's episode. Gloria is back to finish talking about anti-blackness and racism, like the way the police raise their guns towards black children more often than other children in the U.S. Gloria and I talk about some hard shit today. And as a content warning, though, let's be honest, my introductions have basically turned into one giant content warning. Near the end, we do talk about Gloria's breast cancer diagnosis, though don't worry, she's in remission. We also talk about how it's led to a renewed lease on life for her. Too too short, really, to be ashamed of who she is today. Autism, non-monogamy, blackness, feminists, and aging. These are just some of the things Gloria's learned to celebrate and embrace, but I'll let you hear it directly from her on Intimate Interactions. White femmes are, you know, just just seen as more uh, innocent, Yep. you know, and they're uh, allowed to be kids, you know? Right, Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, something else I've noticed is that, uh, you know, uh, black children and I'm sure indigenous children, you know, don't get to be kids. Certainly not. They're they're always seen as older. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. again, I can't speak for Indigenous folks or Black folks, but I, it, it would not surprise me that they did not get the same kind of, that people don't see them as children in the same light. Oh, right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, you know, I hear about uh, so so many instances in the, the U.S., you know, where uh, Black children will, you know, have uh, guns uh, pointed at them, right. you know, from, from uh, law enforcement, right. you know, yeah, yeah. It just blows my mind. Oh my gosh. But then again, you know, it's a country where you get, you know, the Trayvon Martins and like other people just being, you know, children, Uh, children just getting murdered and there's no fucking justice. So what are you going to do? No, no. And they're not allowed to be kids, you know? Yeah. I mean, Mm that's that's why i'm i'm such a a major proponent of of the, the idea let kids be kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, I did, didn't get to be a kid, you know, uh, you know, par- partially because of, of being black, you know, and partially because of the uh, domestic violence uh, that I grew right. up with. Right. You know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm doing what I can to make up for it today. You know? Right. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, several years later. Yeah, I think I think that is still a special story, though. Being able to say that even after all of those things, like all the decks that were stacked against you, and all of the uh-huh. violence that you've experienced personally, and whether uh-huh. that's you know racism in church or at home or whatever, that after all of that, you've still come to this place where you're able to you know experience. Um, like, like the way that you talk about sex and shame is so awesome. Like, I just, I love hearing that there is some light at the end of that tunnel. And even if it's not quote unquote, you know, a happy ending, like you still have all of these beautiful things in your life and you're able to enjoy all this stuff. Yes. Yes. It just really is a testament to like, it, it can, it can get better for you, you know? Yes. Yes. It, it, uh, you know, it certainly can. It Even if the world's can. a dumpster fire, like you still get to choose your uh, yeah. people. Yes, yes, yes. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel so, so fortunate now too, because I, you know, I have uh, really good housemates uh, oh, awesome. and I, yes. And, and I, you know, I just cannot imagine going through uh, the, the, pandemic of uh the coronavirus well and the pandemic of racism you know by myself yeah 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 oh my goodness yeah and having social support even if those people aren't you know dealing with the same racism that you're dealing with like being Uh able to show up for other pocs has helped me learn the ways i'm still embodying white supremacy and that i'm still practicing racism and mm. being able to own that and just be like, yep, I fucked that up. I will do better. Um, and having mm. people that will give you that space because they know that, you know, you didn't, you don't benefit from that, that white supremacy in the same way. Uh-huh. It's really, it's yes. nice. It's, it's wholesome. That's what it is, Gloria. It's wholesome. Uh, yes. Yes. There you go. There you go. That's, that's a really, really good way to describe it. It's found family. It's like, we're not all going to be perfect with each other. And there's going to be racism among folks of color. And there's not much we can do about that other than hopefully pick the ones who are worth suffering for, if that makes sense. Huh. Yeah. Could could you say a, a little bit more about that? Yeah. It's, it's almost like with how much white supremacy. About pick, picking the ones that are worth suffering for. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's also the way I look at my relationships. I, I try and accept that no matter what relationships you're in, some of them are going to end. Like no matter how perfect your partnership seems to be perfect in quotations, um, you know, they're going to get into fights and there are going to be times uh-huh. that people say really hurtful things. And I think one of the most hurtful experiences I've had in a relationship was experiencing a lot of internalized white supremacy from another POC um, who was white passing. Um, That was pretty devastating for me. And, you know, you don't get to pick not to have those experiences. You know, like I did the very best that I could in selecting someone who was, you know, who was fairly woke and you just, you don't get to pick not to have those experiences, mm-hmm. but you do get to pick who you have them with. And hopefully if you pick well, you get less of them yes. and the people that you suffer for will be worth suffering for, if that makes sense. Uh, okay. I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm starting, I'm starting to get it now. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's, I, it yeah. is a kind of a weird well, way of saying it, it but it, I just, it, it, it just, uh, yeah, it helps yeah. me frame it in my head so that when I'm really struggling or I'm really hurt, I'm like, yeah, you can't choose a life without hurt or suffering. Not, not in this world. And, 
and that that's uh-huh. okay. Yeah, really. That struggle's yes. okay, that yes. suffering's okay, and that, you know, as long as it's not someone literally pointing a gun at me and I'm not literally fearing for my life, the the wounds uh-huh. the wounds of interpersonal racism, I tend to be a lot better at managing when it's with an intimate partner. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I tend to be a lot better at managing uh-huh. with other POCs. That's what I'll say. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Well, and some sometimes too the uh, racism can can be you know just so 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 subtle, right? Uh, you know, and it, it's especially if it's with an intimate partner. Oh my God! You know, and it has so much more yeah. impact because you need to feel safe oh, to feel yeah. aroused, and you need to feel safe to feel connected. Yeah. And racism yeah, interrupts exactly. safety. It 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 does. It it totally does. It totally does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, and at, at, the, at the same time, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to believe that, you know, your intimate partner is racist, I oh mean, my goodness, you know, yeah. there, there, there was some, somebody I was, was with for nearly two decades, you know, who I was basically a, you know, a, a dirty little secret, you know, for. Right. And, uh, and, and I, I did not want to believe he was racist, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, af- after a while, I just just had to, you know, be <laughs> truthful with, you know, with with uh, myself, you know. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I would have to get, keep asking myself the hard questions, you know, like, uh, why does he not want me to uh, hang out with, you know, him, him and his wife and, you uh, you know, and, and, and friends, or you mm-hmm. know, why do they not want to have, have me over for Thanksgiving? You know, th- this oh. this was something that I would ask for, gosh, every year, and, and it was something that really meant a lot to me. And uh, I sure. would ju- just keep getting these. Um, oh gosh, it's, it's it's like the the reasons would would constantly change, or or the excuses. You know, mm. I. I I never really knew if I was getting a straight answer as, as far as why you know and mm-hmm. I mean I realize now that that the the reason why was because he didn't want me to and the mm-hmm. reason he didn't want me to I know that it it was because he was racist yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh that's that's heavy and yes it's it's really really hard to admit something like that you know because I I I just did not want to believe it. Yeah, the power of denial is incredible. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's, it's so so incredible. You know, <laughs> definitely. Well, yeah. Well, Oof. you know, and, and I I remember feeling so much shame in mm. in that relationship. And one of the one of the things that that shame does is it, uh, you know, it it isolates you. Definitely. You know, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, I I remember that if, if I run into him, you know, like, uh, you know, downtown or what, whatever, you know, mm. um, it would always feel really awkward. Like he d- didn't want to see me or he d- didn't want anybody to even know about me. I mean, pe- mm-hmm. people didn't need to know the extent of our relationship. You know, they right. could could have just just figured we were friends. You know, sure. But the but the 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 fact that 
it was so important for people not to even know about me, you know, not to even know that I existed. Mm. Um, yeah, that was, that was incredibly shaming. Yeah. 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 I, I can't even imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. yeah shaming I've, and, and isolating, you know? Right. Yeah. I've definitely had yeah. partners who are racist and who's, and I'm talking like a long time ago. Um, mm. and, um, and partners whose parents were incredibly racist. And it was like, mm. even when I was then on, on path to med school, um, you know, I played music and I sang and my partner's mom was instantly against me when she heard me sing, you know, starving artist, don't, don't date him. You should date someone else. And it was like, I could almost hear mm. her being like, mom, he's, he's like tracking for med school. Like he's doing a degree in science. Like he's been you know, Dean's list two semesters in a row in third year. Like, it's not like, <laughs> it's not like I was quote unquote a starving artist, but like. Right, right. And same thing hmm. with her dad. Um, I had, um, I had offered to help with something and I had set up a laptop so it connected to a, to, to their TV so that we could watch something. Um, mm -hmm. And then I had, I had not taken it down quickly enough. I had like not restored it to the way it was supposed to be. And that showed that I had no respect for his things. And I was a completely unsuited. And it was just like. Wow. What? Yeah. I'm wow. like, wow, these people really don't like me. <laughs> like I thought oh I was. Oh my gosh. And her mother said I was charming too, right before she said I was a starving artist. So <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I could and... be a perfectly nice person, but she had no desire to see me dating her daughter, even though, you know, her daughter and, and wow, that was, that's a lot of baggage I need to unpack. I was going to say, even though her daughter had a kid and I was helping take care of that kid. And I'm like, wait, why is that a negative? Why am I presenting that? Like, that's a negative. Um, probably in her mind, it probably was a negative, but I'm like, that's a really shitty normative thing for me to be thinking. But you know, oh my gosh, we all internalize that shit. <laughs> well, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and your, um, uh, partner was fine with with how her parents treated you or a hundred percent or didn't talk about it or oh, she, she just thought it was, it was, you know, my fault. Like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have been playing music and I, I shouldn't have been interfering with her father's things or something. I'm like, dude, I was like, it was like oh, two seconds to unplug the laptop and plug the, like they're only two cables. They're right next to each other. It's uh -huh. two seconds to switch them. Like I recognize that, that I didn't like restore it immediately and like I'll do better next time but it was like nope like mm -hmm. he's the worst shouldn't date him oh jeez just they just needed an excuse uh, yeah yeah it, it it sounds like it oh boy <laughs> oof <laughs> you you know when when I when I look back on the kind of uh, b behavior that I put up with mm -hmm. uh I, I mean, it it just it just amazes me because there is no way today that, <laughs> right. that 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 I would even give somebody the time of day, right? If you know, if they treated me like that, right? You know, if, if, even just for a second, yeah, you know? yeah, because I'm 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 worth much more. Definitely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. and and it, it, yeah, you know, and if if uh, they don't see that, then. Okay, and bye. <laughs> right. That's that's the appropriate answer in my opinion. It's like Yeah. Oh absolutely. Yeah. You know. Yeah, instead of uh, you know, sticking around and you know, hoping that, that uh, you know things will somehow get better, you know, or 
you know, uh, f- figuring that, well, you know, may- maybe I really don't have that much going for me or, you know, wow. maybe, maybe they're right, you know. Yeah. You know, I feel like as as I get older, I know that's kind of a laugh uh-huh. to you, but <laughs> as I hit my mid-30s, um, which is, you know, spring chicken, I suppose. But uh, uh, Yeah, totally spring chicken to me, yes. yes. Every, every decade's been better than the last for me. You know, my 30s have been better than my 20s and so All on right. and so forth. And I'm hoping that continues well into my 60s and 70s. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, I was going somewhere oh, with gosh, that thought. Same here. Before I totally oh, spaced. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, <laughs> as I'm hitting my <laughs> mid-30s, like you just put up with less shit from people. And you're just like, cool, you go and believe whatever nonsense you want to believe. But do it over there because uh-huh. I'm not fucking talking to you. Yes, really. And really. you just get so much better at picking the people you want in your life to be your friends and to talk with you and to comfort you and to love you. And you just you yes. get better at finding out who you are and what you're looking for. And then you just get better people around you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mentioned this in, in, in the uh, uh, Transcending Shame class, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, what what really did it for me was, uh, you know, get, getting a, a cancer diagnosis, you know, a breast cancer diagnosis. Right. You know, because after uh, receiving the diagnosis, I realized how short life was. Mm-hmm. And, and so not only did that allow me to, you know, come out as uh, uh, bisexual, sex positive, and polyamorous, mm-hmm. but it, it, it also helped me to be able to set boundaries and, Mm-hmm. Um, my my therapist who 
also happens to be, um, you know, kink friendly, poly friendly, uh, LGBTQ friendly, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, she, she also, um, assesses people for, for autism, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I went through this, uh, you know, really long battery of, of tests and, uh, you know, and I, I remember what, one, one of my partners also had to um, write a statement, you know, basically giving his Im- impressions of me, you know, because um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I had had to pick somebody who had uh, known me for a number of years, you know, mm-hmm. to be, be able to write this uh, statement about me. And so all, all of that was taken into consideration. And uh, that was when I was you know, finally diagnosed. So it was, it was like six months before I turned 63. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, it was relatively late in life. It was, that was just last year. (laughs) Wow. That's, that's wild that it took that long. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, really wish that I had, you know, found out way sooner you know, because, uh, I mean, you know, that then I would have understood, you know, why I reacted to situations the way I did or, or, you know, just, just why I, you know, uh, talk the way I did or or just a -hmm. lot of things. And not only would I have understood myself better, but I, you know, I think I could have helped the people around me to understand me better too. Ooh, yes. Yeah, I hear yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I would I I would have avoided so much so much pain and so much misunderstanding. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's 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 so interesting because um, often I think like society has this idea that people with you know on the spectrum or with more intense autism um, that they tend to misunderstand social cues. And as adults, often people become so compensated that it becomes less and less visible. And like, mm-hmm. I've I've never noticed anything in our conversations that would lead me to believe that you'd misunderstood the situation. Mm. So from my perspective, as like just a friend that, you know, talks with you every once in a while and like really enjoys your company, I've never noticed you misunderstand a situation. So you're clearly so well adapted and compensated that it, I can see how that would get harder for folks to have seen. Yes, 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 definitely. Well, well, I'm I'm what they, you know, call quote unquote high functioning autism, which, which, which I which I kind of have have a problem with because mm-hmm. we'll we'll see with with uh, quote unquote low functioning autism is like people don't expect very much from you, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> they you know figure you're you know just not you know. Uh, up to right. par, you know, you're not, not really, really functioning properly, you know, like, like maybe you're, uh, you know, nonverbal or, sure. or whatever, you know, and, and so pe- people have these uh, low expectations. Uh, uh, right, right. You know, with, which is really unfair, you know, yeah. and and then with with the people who were quote unquote uh, high functioning like me, uh, then people, it, expect a lot or, or or they basically expect me to uh, act like everybody else right. and so if if i um uh you, you know if, if if i process information differently for, from mm-hmm. other people 
and I, you know, maybe re- respond to a situation differently from from what they would. And right. you you know, if people are confused by me and they ask me, well, well, why why did you say that or why did you do this, you know? And mm-hmm. I I never know what to tell them. I I just say, well, it it, it certainly made sense to me, but you know. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the fact that they just uh, assume that I'm like like everybody else, or, or basically uh, uh, neurotypical, right? You know, um, like they don't see all know, the struggle. They don't see your side right. of trying to parse and cope with these social situations. They just see yes. the other side, and they go, "What are you talking about? You're fine." And you're like, "I'm not." the same like, I'm definitely yeah, not neurotypical. I'm really not yeah <laughs> that's sometimes yeah. how I feel about ADHD I'll get folks saying that I'm you know like oh I don't I don't know that you have that and I'm like I have a you know formal uh, diagnosis I probably do <laughs> uh, yes yes really really I mean only only I can say that you know right <laughs> yeah I mean, I, I, I actually have a, a formal diagnosis of uh, social anxiety. You know, it's in my medical sure. charts, you know? Yeah. It's funny yeah. how those things are so related to whether it's, you know, ADHD, um, being on the spectrum. I mean, hell, mm-hmm. even being LGBTQ or, or non-cis, right? If you're any flavor of non-binary or trans or anything, like they're mm-hmm. so correlated with anxiety and oh, depression and, yeah. and suicidality and things like that, especially with LG, especially with trans folks. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're looking at death rates of trans folks, you start looking at trans folks of color, trans femmes of color, especially. And, oh, like, gosh. It's exactly the same <sighs> as the example I gave um, with the prairies with indigenous youth who happen to be femme. Um, mm. The numbers are so stark and so alarming that you're just like, <laughs> oh, you know, it's gosh. not like it's not like being a trans woman of color is a mental condition, but society is so horrible to you. You're likely to get, um, you know some mental health issues from that because the intense oh, sure. hatred is just, yeah. Yep. You know, and, and to, to have to put up with that, you know, mm-hmm. day after day after day, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just the intersections of so many kinds of violence and harm. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, with, with, with me having to deal with, uh, you know, violence at home Mm-hmm. And and then, um, you know, may, maybe not physical violence at at school or at work, but mm-hmm. it, it it was it was violence nonetheless. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, be, being yelled at, I, I would I would definitely call that violence. You know, interesting. Yeah. Can you say more about yeah. that? Yeah. Well. Um, like I, you know, I think about you know the various work situations mm-hmm. uh, where, and I think I think I might might have mentioned something earlier about how um, I would 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 also be bullied at work, you know, be, because of uh, you know ha- having autism, you know, kind of makes me a target for that, you know. Definitely, and, yeah. And uh, it it was it was re- really frequent that um, either a a coworker or a, a boss would, uh, you know, b- become really angry with me about mm-hmm. something, and and I've I've certainly been yelled at before, mm-hmm. you know, on the on the job, and I I remember it didn't occur to me at the time. Well, it it would never occur to me at the time that th- this was 
anything violent or uh, inappropriate. Sure. Just because it, it was something that I was used to. Right. You know, yes. And, um, you, you know, I remember I wondered why my coworkers didn't seem to have the same kind of experience. Right. You know? It was just more acceptable to yell at you for some reason. Yes. Yes. And I, I mean, lo looking back, I realize now that it, it was due to the, the autism. Sure. You know, um, make, making me a target. You know? So it's, it's now, almost like a form of like emotional violence. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yes. You know, and, and of just, um, uh, never feeling safe yeah okay now yeah. i'm now i'm tracking where that violence the word violence is coming from it's like the experience yeah. of physical violence led to this feeling of intense lack of safety and then the experience of this more you know emotionally aggressive outburst from these different people is triggering the exact same feelings of lack of security when is the situation yeah. going to become violent that kind of thing right right it could still yes. like a perceived threat against you and your physical safety Yes. Yes. Cool. I was just trying to sort of get on board and and yes. parse through the way that I have assumptions about the word violence being predominantly physical, but uh -huh. that's not the way that people always use it. Right. Right. And in in fact, I would I would say that um, probably the emotional violence, uh, you know, is probably. Uh, you know, a, li a little bit worse than the physical violence because mm, like it, um, it sticks with you in a way. The physical violence it, heals. It, yes, yes, yes. That that's that's uh, exactly it. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. And uh, yes, I, I I remember. Oh gosh, I don't I don't know if I was like in the the third grade or or, or something. I mean, I just re remember I was was uh, really young in in school and. Um, and there was this this one teacher, I you know I I don't remember now you know what what she said, but I I remember she she would make fun of me somehow, mm -hmm. you, you know and um, you know she she would say things to me and uh, you know and and, and then cause uh, my classmates to laugh at me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, and I I remember how much I hated that, and I you, you know I told one of my sisters about that, mm -hmm. and I remember she said, well, it, it, at least she doesn't hit you, <laughs> as if you know the, the somehow the the physical violence was worse, right. <laughs> Yeah, we yeah, do we have just, that, just had, had that idea. We do have that idea in society for some reason that like when someone's emotionally bullying you or like humiliating you in front of your class, which is a horrific experience, that oh, somehow yeah. somehow we believe physical violence is worse than that. Yeah, 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 so, somehow. Interesting. <laughs> yes. So as an aside, so I wanted to thank you for that. So as an aside... Um, I recently accepted being part of an accountability process to be accountable to a former partner. Um, mm. and it wasn't it wasn't in regards to anything consent based or anything physical violence based, but one of the behaviors that came up um, was yelling in conflict. Ah. And it was already a behavior that I had committed to weeding out and stopping because it's a family of origin learned behavior that I don't want to duplicate in my relationships, but Good. I have, yeah. and it has been mm. harmful to people. 
And so I'm, I'm participating in that, um, that accountability process now. So I have to be mindful of what I say about it. Um, but it, um, it's really helpful to sort of hear a friend talk about um, why the word violence would get used in the context of something that's not physically violent. So thank you for that piece. I really appreciate it. Oh, oh, good, good. I mean, I'm just, just, just glad I was able to, uh, you know, c- contribute to that. And absolutely. And and, and, all, and also, you know, I re- really want want to acknowledge you for for uh, taking part in the accountability uh, pod. Yeah. You know, be, because, you know, there there are there are so so many people out there who, well, you know, I want to uh, bring up again this person who I you know said I was in a relationship with for almost two decades, you know, mm-hmm. who I, I realized was racist, mm-hmm. you know, um, there, there is no way that, that he would ever, uh, you know, go, go through an accountability process. Right. You know, because I, I remember he would, would, would argue no, right. no, no matter what, what I said to him, you know, Super and, defensive. and lie. Yes. Yes. And, and so, there was no way that he would would actually see his part and you know to see how how he's harmed you know not not just me but but other people you know his wife and you know and i, I i'm sure there there are others who who he's he's harmed you mm-hmm. know yeah you know and, so and these processes get really complicated mm, how, how so um well for example like there was there was racism i experienced in that relationship but i can't use mm. that defensively right like whether or not right. whether or not i experienced racism has nothing to do with whether or not i yelled They're, i mean they may they may be directly related and it doesn't change the fact that the behavior of yelling is harmful regardless of what it's in connection to and you know being a masculine presenting larger person like that carries a dynamic of power mm. that can make someone feel unsafe so yes. it's not yes. like one wrong cancels the other one out. It's not like I can just say, oh, well, I was yelling because of this thing. It's like, no, I was yelling and that's a problem and I need to fix that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And then there's the other route, which is some people just wrap themselves in their accountability pods and refuse to do any work and just pretend it's not happening. And then, you know, mm. they take a time out from the community and then they go right back to being just as harmful as they were. And I don't want the, I don't want to be that guy. No, 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 certainly not. Certainly not. Yeah. And that, that, that is, that is definitely, definitely complicated, you know, because, well, as, as you were talking, one of the things I thought about is that, um, now I typically do not yell at people, you know, Mm -hmm. because my personality and my demeanor, you know, is, is, is usually pretty, pretty steady, you know, pretty mellow. You know, mm-hmm. but if if you were ever in in the situation where where you see me yelling at somebody, mm-hmm. you know that right, they right. obviously push me, push me to the limit. You know, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, or, or or they're you know violating you know one of my boundaries, and sure. uh, you know, and it's like no, nothing else works. You know. Um, I, yeah. I hear you, and so, I also want to be mindful that I'm not um, centering myself too much, um, and that I'm not speaking about this as if I didn't do anything wrong because I think I did. Uh, um, so, like, yes, the idea of me yelling might seem really alien to a lot of my friends who know me and who have literally never seen me yell. And uh, people who are abusive in relationships can be abusive selectively with certain types of people. 
Yes. So yes. just the fact that I'm not visibly an abusive person in my day to day almost ever doesn't mean that I'm not capable of that. Right. 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 Yes. Because those are the types of of mistaken beliefs that people carry around allegations of abuse that lead them to go, oh, this person's fine. They would never do that. Right. I know them. You know, they're not really a racist. You know, you get those sorts of comments. You're like, but that person's not Uh really abusive. And it's like, no, there's a very good chance that I really fucked up and that I hurt someone and I need to do work around that. And that is, Mm. you know, independent of the situation I was experiencing. Like, I would like to be a person who treats people well, regardless of how they're treating me. And that is not an easy thing to do. It, it's not, it's not. And, and, and I'm, I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> and I don't mean to, oh, geez, wow. I don't know how I ended up on this topic, but <laughs> of course I do. I brought it up. Um, oh, right. <laughs> um, but I, um, I don't mean to say that the only times I acted badly were in response to someone else behaving badly. That's not my point either. Cause they're, they're mm. like I said, there's stuff I need to take ownership of. I'm doing that work. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I think, I think what we, we were uh, talking about, um, uh, violence, you know, and, and, and that, you know, That's violence right. isn't, it, isn't always just physical. Right. You know, and I wanted it, to it, it thank you for that. And that's, right. Mm. Right. I'm also mindful yeah. of time. I know that you did oh. mention, you did mention you had stuff you needed to get done. Right. Right. So I want to yes, be mindful and, that I'm not pushing into time that you need for something else. Right. I mean, I'm cert- certainly in- enjoying our conversation you know, too. <laughs> I'm but, glad. Uh, yeah, uh, but let's, let's let's see. Let me let me look at the the time here. Yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of, of, of about how how much more more time I I could give. Um, well, don't feel pressured because I feel like we've covered mm-hmm. all the things we set out to cover today. Okay. Great. Great. Great, wonderful. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there, there there's always so much <laughs> to, <laughs> to say about these topics. But <laughs> of course. Of course, we could yeah. talk. We could talk for hours. Oh my gosh, that's for sure. <laughs> Are you? Hey, just out of curiosity, um, presenter to presenter, have you ever been on a panel um, about race before? Uh, yes. Uh, let's see. In 2019, yeah, cool. yeah, in uh, 20, 2019, I, I, I was on a, uh, a, a race panel uh, at uh, Solo Polycon in San Francisco. Cool. Yeah, and that was, that was great. That was great. I, I really, really enjoyed that. And, awesome. Oh, and, and, and then also, uh, let's see, at uh, uh, West Coast Bound. Right. In, in January, um, yeah, and what what was it's especially valuable, you know, in in, in that panel is that um, the white people in in the room, I mean, they they could listen, but but they couldn't contribute, you know, that, because that was basically, that was my idea. Basically, the, yeah, yeah. We, and, we had and, you know, a, we I, had a conversation about that. The four panel members, oh, and we were actually oh, really? somewhat. Yeah, because I was actually on the panel in West Coast Bound. I was just gonna ask, like, if you'd heard of ways of managing questions from white folks. Mm. Um, just because um, that was that was my solution to the problem was like, okay, so if we're worried about how racist things are gonna get said and how that's gonna trigger audience members, but we're being up there doing the emotional labor, even though 
Um, to my understanding, it was a volunteer panel. I don't think anyone got paid. I certainly didn't. Right. I I, I didn't either. No, no. Were you? Yeah. But you weren't on the panel at, at West Coast Bound. You were at the one in San Francisco, right? And <laughs> at uh, also at West Coast Bound. Yeah. Which panel yeah, on race were you on? It 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 was the uh, roundtable where. Um, oh, that was a different uh, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> we had we had two of them. Because one of oh, them was a panel ah. with Davin and Yosenio, who's um, oh my god, I love Yosenio and Kona, who's oh, also yeah. awesome, and myself. Right. And we did okay. um, we did a panel just the four of us. That's why I was like, my uh, God, Gloria, please tell me I did not forget you somehow. <laughs> <laughs> no. So you were in the one where Kona and Morgan recorded a podcast of it, right? Right, right. Okay, that yeah, was a and, different. Uh, <laughs> right, and uh, Mo Molina Williams was, was, yes. was also on on the panel. Yeah, she's and, badass. Gosh, I, I, I really I, I, like oh Molina. Oh my gosh, I hadn't seen her in way too long. I mean, I you know I'd seen her a couple of times when when she visited Seattle, and you know, <laughs> Molina's so much fun. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i'm just so happy that i didn't like forget you in some way because i was like wait <laughs> we're talking about different panels right. oh. oh my gosh so did they did they use the same idea that white folks in the room couldn't be speaking right right oh, you know they, so they, good. They, they, they could basically be you know a witness to right. what, what what we were saying but right. i mean they you know c couldn't interject anything you know and, well, and uh, the first yeah. time we let them write their questions down and submit them written mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i was so glad that we did that because the questions that were coming across were like oh that is blatantly racist oh that's really bad like wow like oh, the, the population we're working with is so remedial in their understanding of race and how people are impacted by it that oh, like apparently yeah. that like they just they need to do some really basic wikipediaing and like some really <laughs> yes. basic education seriously and we were there to talk about how race impacts you know bdsm and you know like complicated identity stuff for our specific niche community so uh -huh. if they don't even understand the very 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 bare bones of it it's like oh gosh <laughs> so we we had to really pick what we would choose to address in that panel versus what we wouldn't even touch because it was just too too remedial right gosh and i wonder why why on earth i wasn't wasn't there for for your panel i mean uh, unless i think it was uh, a know, previous I, I, year i don't know if i, I was presenting but, oh, oh, it's what? possible you were presenting and it's, it's possible, possible yeah. it was in i think it was in 2018 Oh, okay. I wasn't there then. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the panel that I did was in 2018. Um, and then the, the round table you sat in for was 2019. Yes. Yes. For the, yes. um, for the panel on race we did there, we canceled all of the classes in that block that like we left them free with the exception of one class, um, for folks who did not want to attend. Oh, okay. And I just, I kind of pity the the white teacher that had to deal with that because i'm like you're, uh, you're yeah. literally like self-selecting for the most racist in the community of being in class oh my gosh <laughs> oh my goodness and probably ironically some people who would be too triggered by the experience and just want to do anything else so you've got the most racist people and the most triggered uh, people in the same i'm like oh my gosh I'm like that that's not an easy mixed bag no no not at all <laughs> <laughs> no i thought i thought that coda was, was telling me that you know may, maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't um uh last year or oh 
Oh, wait a minute. Actually, let me, let me uh, back it up just a, a, a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was it was this year uh, in January that, that, that I was at um, West Coast Bound. Oh, that's yeah. possible too, because yeah, yeah. The first, panel first I, I, did, I, I, I was thinking it was twenty nineteen, but but uh, no, it was it was this, it was this year, twenty twenty. Yeah, that makes sense. Then the panel I was on was probably in twenty nineteen. Okay, gotcha. we must be getting we must be getting to that age where we start talking in terms of years things happened in. Right, right. <laughs> we kind of have to. <laughs> definitely just (laughs) too many years to manage like saying last year or the year before it's like oh yeah well i know it was a year before the other thing so it must be in this year (laughs) oh my gosh you know i always have to have to stop and think you know now now, wait a minute when when was that (laughs) (laughs) it's always lovely talking to you gloria oh thank you thank you you too i i really really enjoyed this yeah and uh yeah, I know that things got got off to kind of a, you know, a weird start for for, for me. But uh, I am so glad that, yeah. that we both stuck with it. You know? Yeah, yeah, because I had a great time. I really did. Awesome. Yeah. And just and as a sort of again. just as a sort of aside, which I'm pretty sure you already know, but as a person uh-huh. who also experiences social anxiety, it never bothers me if you talk over me when I'm talking. Mm, I always okay. assume I always assume that it's the latency of the call um, or that I was talking over you first or something. And mm. you have such lovely things to say that I'm I'm never concerned about that. So, mm, OK, well, thank you. That, that's that's really good to know. Yeah. And if I'm ever, you know, speaking over you, I do get very excited about this. Material. <laughs> Yes, yes. And it's it's and never understandably so. And it's never because, you know, like I I'm not valuing what you have to say or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you didn't think it was, but I felt the need to say no, it for no. my own social anxiety. <laughs> I, I definitely appreciate you say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, thanks again for the call. I guess I'll set you loose on the rest of your day. All right, and, and thank you so much. Thank you so much. Absolutely, it was this a blast. Great. I, look for, I look forward to doing it again. All right, same here. Same here. <laughs> All right. Cheers. Thanks so much, Gloria. <laughs> All right, thank you, Victor. All right. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> All righty. Okay. Bye bye. <laughs> so, how was it, intimates? Did you love something you heard, or maybe you're upset by something I said? Leave your comments on facebook.com slash intimate interactions, or you can go to patreon.com slash Victor Salmon, where you can find our Discord server. All of these communities are available on intimatepodcast.com, and I genuinely look forward to speaking with you soon. If you liked it, please consider helping us pay for show costs over at Patreon for as little as $1 per month. It's incredibly helpful. It's just a dollar a month. If you can afford it, we would hugely appreciate having your support. And hey, if that doesn't work for you, I completely understand. You can also help out by going to leave a review on iTunes or other favorite social media platform. Social proof like that helps so much with visibility and audience building. It helps other intimacy and relationship nerds find us. And if any of that just sounds like too much work, you can always do something really simple and it still goes a long way. Something like just tapping share and sending an episode that you liked, maybe a favorite, to a friend or partner, or maybe you can send them something you think they might really like. That's probably more considerate. (laughs) Thanks so much for your time and for your help in keeping us making more of Intimate Interactions.
Oh yeah, I almost forgot. The intro music was Driving in the Rain by Timecrawler, and this outro music is Acoustic Blues by Jason Shaw.